0: Listeners of The Occult Unveiled, Ashley and I want to thank you for being with us since the series started. We want to keep producing shows for a very long time, and in order to keep them coming, I'm asking you to consider pledging to our Patreon and becoming part of a magical community. There are all kinds of cool perks on there, and you'll be able to help us with a small monthly pledge. You'll get advanced releases, bonus material, and most importantly, help our magical community grow. Please visit us at patreon.com slash The Occult Unveiled. Hello, Mystics. I'm Ashley Ryan, and welcome to The Occult Unveiled, It's hard to believe we are already in the Yuletide season. Today's show is really special for Pythian and I, because we will be answering your magical questions. And thank you to everyone who submitted. Your participation in this show makes it so exciting for us to carry on. And on that note, we're going to be going on a short hiatus. If you haven't already, you can listen to all 34 of our prior shows, covering topics from Luciferianism to vampirism and so much more. And next season is shaping up as one of our best. We are recording shows on Love and the Occult. We have a pet psychic and we have a musical show. And that's just to name a few. So mark your calendars for February 14th, 2023. I'm excited to welcome our new sponsor, Blessed Be Magic. Creators of minimalist yet elegant jewelry for the everyday witch. Stay tuned, dear listeners, for a special discount code from Blessed Be Magic just for you. If you want to get more involved in the Occult Unveiled community, pledge to our Patreon, where you can get exclusive audio content, leave comments and suggestions, and more. And now, it's time to announce the winner of our giveaway of Isis Magic personally autographed by Isadora Forrest. And our winner is Stephanie. Stephanie, welcome.
1: Hi, Ashley. It's so great to be here.
0: Oh, I am I'm so glad to be able to meet you and see you, your face. I have to ask, how did you learn about me and the Occult unveiled?
1: Well, actually, I started my practice about two, three years ago, and you were one of the first creators on social media that I came across. and it was really the quality of the educational content that you produce that really made me feel so confident going into it. And it's really given me my confidence going into my own craft.
0: Well, thank you so much. I'm so glad to hear that. And I know that you are a regular listener of The Occult Unveiled. So thank you.
1: Yes, definitely. It's really a monumental project that you guys are doing here. And it's so exciting to be able to be a part of that as a listener.
0: Oh, thank you. So which one is your favorite episode?
1: Oh, my goodness. Um, that's really hard to say. But the one with Isadora, mm-hmm. Isis has been a part of my practice at the beginning. And over time, I've been around you know different routes. And um, just recently, she's been right back at the front and center. So it was really exciting to hear such a veteran practitioner speak about her experience.
0: Yes, I have to say that when we, uh, you know, you were randomly chosen. But when I read uh, afterwards, your your blurb, about uh, recognizing the work that's being done on this podcast is is really special. We are here to educate and to destigmatize the occult. So thank you for recognizing that.
1: Absolutely, thank you for the work that you're doing.
0: So we have a little surprise present for you. I'm going to be doing a three card tarot pull.
1: Are you okay with that? Absolutely, I'm super excited for it.
0: Okay, Stephanie. So in your past we have the death card reversed. Now this is one of those quote scary cards that people see, but in fact, this isn't scary at all because it shows me you've been going through a rebirth. You've already done the hard part of letting go of the past, of experiencing the downfall of maybe something that you, you really thought about yourself, but this is a significant change. And just like a phoenix who rises from the ashes, so will you. In your present, We have the Five of Swords. So this tells me right now, you're not done with that transformation. The Five of Swords, when we look at the card, there's a man who keeps looking backwards as people are walking away from him. My dear, you cannot move forward if you are looking behind you. So this is a sign to completely let things go. Right now, we are in that dark part of the year. And this is the perfect time to do a releasing spell if you have not done one already.
1: It certainly works for this week.
0: <laughs> Wonderful. And then we have our future card. And our future card is the temperance card reversed. So this tells me your journey with Isis, with Osset is about finding balance in your life. The temperance card is a major arcana card that has the angel Raphael. You'll see him here. And he is holding two cups. This is about balancing your emotions, but it's also about balancing your material life and your spiritual life. Sometimes one can take over the other, but ultimately, I like to tell my students that the material world is the spiritual world. There is nothing supernatural because it's all natural.
1: I love that. (laughs) Wonderful. How did that resonate for you? It's absolutely spot on. so relevant to the current moment. And I love that you brought up the Phoenix because that's an energy that I've been working with since the beginning of the fall. Oh, It's really for me. That is is pretty special.
0: So again, Stephanie, we will be sending you uh, the personally autographed book, Isis Magic, to you. And thank you again for being a longtime listener of The Occults Unveiled. And to all of our listeners, stay tuned because we will be doing more book giveaways in the future. All right, Ashley, let's get to those questions. Our first question comes from The Witch of the Nightshade on Instagram. Ashley, where do you buy your witchy clothes? What a fun question. I'm very strategic about my shopping. My witchy goth dresses come from online retailers like Blackcraft, Killstar, and Disturbia. But, if you want something a little less mainstream, Foxblood and Wax Poetic Clothing make beautiful, goth-inspired clothing up to a size 4XL. And I love all of these brands because they sell plus-size clothing. I will post this list on the Occult Unveiled Instagram. I accent my look with esoteric jewelry, like my golden snake necklace from Nicoletta Carlone and my pink Ouija earrings from Etsy. And we are putting together a really fun episode on fashion and the occult for next season. I love expressing myself through clothing and style. Our next question comes from Anonymous. Why is there a lot of hate around starseeds? Okay, this is a long answer, so buckle up. Although often associated with new age, starseeds are not new at all. Ashley! I've got to chime in here. You need to define these terms. Star seeds were found in ancient Egypt and Mesopotamia. People believed that star systems were gods and goddesses. An example is the Egyptian goddess Sopdet. The bringer of the flood was the star Sirius. This star was important to the Egyptians because it rose at the same time as the Nile River would flood. Okay, Ashley, back to you. But just know, I'm watching you. Okay, Pythian, thanks for that. Over the last 100 years, starseeds have taken on a new mythology. Helena Blavatsky, the founder of Theosophy, claimed that there are various root races here on Earth, and the dominant race was the Aryan race. This is the beginning of what would become a horrifying trend of spiritual racism. As Theosophy splintered off into subgroups, a man named Rudolf Steiner, leader of Anthroposophy, claimed that all cultural achievements came from the white race, who are more spiritual and more cosmic than other races. This twisted belief had a profound effect on the Nazis. In the 1950s, the book Other Tongues and Other Flesh by George Hunt Williamson Tell us the story of an evil reptilian-like species from the constellation Orion that inhabits and controls the Earth. The idea of reptile people from Orion would warp again in the 1990s, when British theosophical conspiracy theorist David Icke claimed the human race is under attack by an alien reptile species of Lumerians, who have perpetuated their race by breeding with particular families, including the Rothschilds. Now we are brought up to the contemporary phenomenon of starseeds. Iconic LSD and counterculture guru of the 1960s, Timothy Leary, claimed he was receiving messages from the star Sirius while in prison for drug trafficking. Leary wrote a book called Terra 2, A Way Out, in this book, he explains the aliens allegedly wanted him to gather 5,000 of the smartest, healthiest, and sexiest humans onto a spaceship to go and seed another planet, creating a new species of ultra-intelligent, long-living humans. There is a solid Christian apocalyptic aspect to starseed culture. You can find this in the popular works of Dolores Cannon, a past-life regression hypnotist who claimed that her clients suddenly started remembering past lives on other planets. And all of her clients told a similar narrative. Aliens seeded Earth, and humans now face a crisis. Some ascend into a higher five-dimensional level, while others fail to evolve. The Earth will split in two. A new Earth where everything is wonderful, and the old Earth where everything is terrible. Cannon believed the split would happen in 2012, but the failure of that prediction has not put off many of her followers who are excitedly preparing for 5D ascension to New Earth. This narrative is very similar to the ancient religious movement known as Gnosticism, which flourished in the Mediterranean from around the 1st century CE. Some Gnostics believed they were a different, superior species to the rest of humanity and they needed to escape the prison of Earth and ascend back home. Gnosticism fostered the same sort of spiritual superiority you can find in starseeds. Now, I don't dislike starseeds. The starseed myth provides what all good religions provide, a framework for suffering and evil. But I am skeptical about why starseeds are suddenly so popular. Spirituality like this can lead to extreme disassociation. Because we are facing such a heavy geopolitical world, it's easier to believe that evil lizard overlords are controlling everything and that you truly belong in another galaxy far, far away. It's crazy how easily you can fall into some rabbit holes when learning about the politics and racist backgrounds of the occult. It can make your spiritual journey feel scary. Maybe you even feel paralyzed on how to get started. When starting your spiritual path, it can be very overwhelming, which is precisely what Ashley, the baby witch from Instagram, asked us. What books do you recommend for people interested in magic but don't know where to start? This is a tricky question because magic is such a broad subject. I recommend that all of my students sit down and think about their interest in the occult sphere. Is it astrology? Is it candle magic? Do you want to learn about gods and goddesses? And then do your research. Look up the best-rated books on your favorite occult subject through your local bookstore or online through Amazon, Goodreads, or YouTube. If you really can't narrow down what you want to learn, I recommend these books as a good overview starting point. One of our guests this season, Matt Oren, wrote the best-selling Psychic Witch a book that offers intellectual information about magic and psychic exercises for you to try. The next book I recommend is not only informative, but it's a ready-made journal, The Eclectic Witch's Book of Shadows by Deborah Blake. It offers easily digestible information and is an excellent source book for color magic, candle magic, herb magic, and more. The last book I recommend is written by a friend of the Occult Unveiled, Jason Miller. His book Protection and Reversal Magic is a must-have. Many people overlook protection work, and Jason's book has both material for beginners and more advanced practitioners. Merkaba. What does it mean? It literally translates to chariot in Hebrew. This ancient symbol is rooted in Jewish mysticism and used to contemplate upon as a vehicle or chariot to ascension. But you can break down the name even further. Mer, light, ka, spirit, ba, body. The Merkaba is said to provide protection and transport your consciousness to higher dimensions. You can activate this vehicle of light around your body with practice, meditation, and breathing techniques. My Merkaba necklace from Blessed Be Magic is a beautiful piece, not only to wear, but to contemplate. I love that I can feel its high vibrational power around my neck. Celebrate your spiritual beliefs and your magical journey with Blessed Be Magic's minimalist jewelry for powerful witches. With over 1,000 five-star reviews, it's not hard to see why witches everywhere are obsessed with Blessed Be Magic's minimalist jewelry for powerful witches. Visit blessedbemagic.com, that's magic spelled with a K at the end, and use the code TOU15 for 15% off your first order with them. Visit blessedbemagic.com to add elegance to your everyday magic. And tag me, Pythian Priestess, in your selfies wearing Blessed Bee magic. I can't wait to see which pieces you choose. There's so much information to learn about magic. How do people build spells and rattle off information like it's nothing? How do you get to that point in your craft? That's what Angel Walker 82 on TikTok wants to know. How do I memorize all this information? There is no fast and easy way to learn information. It takes time and dedication. When using a reference book like Scott Cunningham's Encyclopedia of Magical Herbs, I read the book multiple times. I also copy information into my grimoire. Taking your thoughts and transmuting them into the written word is a powerful form of magic. It will also help you remember. Researchers have found that reading handwritten text activates different parts of the brain rather than reading typed text. I also like taking notes with different colored pens to activate even more parts of my brain. Another way to memorize correspondences, prayers, or whatever you want is to make flashcards and use them consistently. Flashcards help you engage in active recall a process where you learn by stimulating memories and creating long-lasting connections to the material on the cards. I recommend using different colored note cards for different information. This is hard work, but the reward is great. Like any part of your spiritual practice, it is a practice. It can take years or even a lifetime to master certain aspects like tarot reading. Our next question comes from Alex on Instagram. How do you know if a tarot reading is valid? I have had several tarot readings from different people and they did not resonate. It is very frustrating when we receive a reading that doesn't resonate. When it comes to finding a gifted psychic, it can be a trial and error process. I have wasted money going into sketchy psychic shops off the street. When I was in grad school, a group of us went to get tarot readings at one such place. It had too many neon lights and was overly perfumed. The psychic tried hard to scare me during my reading. She told me a demon was stuck to me and I needed a $750 cleansing. I pressed her on the subject and asked her the demon's name. She wouldn't tell me, which was a red flag. And then she told me very dramatically, It wants your soul. I almost laughed out loud. I told her I would contact my priest before working with her. I gave her $20 and left. Later that evening, another grad student pulled me aside and told me the psychic told him that he had an ancestral family curse that needed breaking. I assured him that she was a scam and also tried to upsell me spiritual work. You can save yourself time and money by researching beforehand. Before I receive a reading from someone new, I do an internet search for them. I look for what tradition they work within, if they are initiated into that practice, and how long they have been reading. Sometimes I even find their Etsy shop reviews. All this information helps me decide whether or not I trust this person to give me spiritual guidance. But that's just me. Occult shops can be very helpful as well since many of them employ trusted readers. And of course, when all else fails, you can ask the tarot reader politely. There's one other thing to consider when a reading doesn't resonate. We may be rejecting the message at an unconscious or subconscious level. I have had relationship readings that didn't resonate because I wanted a different answer. I was once interested in an actor. And a trusted tarot reader told me that this man would not be a good boyfriend and their relationship would fail because he had not done his inner work and was arrogant. But I had rose-tinted glasses on and was determined to make it work. In the end, it didn't work out for the reasons the tarot reader said. Because I was in the situation, I couldn't look objectively like the tarot reader. I was stuck in my own desired outcomes rather than listening to what Spirit was trying to tell me. Sometimes we have thoughts that are not magical, but are signs of mental distress. It's really important to know the difference between the two. Chris from Twitter asked, In your studies or personal experience, have you encountered temporal anomalies or time loops, like the movie The Endless? Ashley, not everyone has seen every film you reference. The Endless is an independent movie from 2017 about two brothers who escaped a UFO death cult and seek answers after an old videotape surfaces and brings them back to where they began. Thanks, Pythian. I am aware that not everyone has seen all the films I have. I talked to one of my mentors about this question. No, time anomalies don't happen in real life. He explained, time is the fourth dimension. In occult terms, time is ruled by the planet Saturn. It does not change. The laws of nature bind time. But time may change within your mind. Think of time moving slowly when you're bored or time moving fast when you're having fun. However, there are sacred spaces on Earth called vortexes. A vortex is a swirling center of energy which is entering into the Earth or projecting out of the Earth's plane. One common belief is that energy vortexes exist at the intersections of ley lines that make up the Earth's electromagnetic field. Vortexes, or vortices, are found at sacred sites throughout the world. The Great Pyramid in Egypt, Machu Picchu in Peru, or Stonehenge in the UK. But vortexes can be found really anywhere on Earth. Energy vortexes are believed to have powerful spiritual properties and are highly conductive to spiritual activities like prayer, meditation, and healing. But they can also bring confusion and disorientation. Once I walked into a vortex by accident when I was hiking with my boyfriend near Yosemite National Park. We went off-trail through a weird-looking throng of trees. They were all twisted and knotted. Once we got into the trees, it was like the air was thicker. Every step took extra effort. I felt like it took us hours to get through this group of trees. Once we made it out to the other side, I checked my watch. It took us five minutes. I thought that was impossible. When we got back to the campsite, I was Googling the location we were hiking in, and I discovered that it had been used by Native tribes to grind up roots, corn, and other foods. I wonder if there were other ceremonies that happened in that vortex that were never documented. Which leads us up to our last question, submitted by Anonymous. Why haven't you had any Native American shamans on the show? I would like to learn more about my people's culture. My team and I have been working hard to find a shaman or elder from the Native American or First Nation peoples. However, the potential guests who we have reached out to declined to be on the show. I wasn't given a reason, but I suspect it is to preserve and keep the most sacred parts of their culture pure. If you are or know of a Native elder or shaman who would be open to speaking with me, please write to us at occultunveil.com. That was a small sample of the questions we get. Keep sending them in. As we build our community together, your participation is critical to our growth. I want to thank everyone who works on this show with me. And on behalf of all of us, have a very merry holiday in whatever way you celebrate. Remember, we return on February 14th with a show about love in the occult. And until next time, listeners... Stay magical. The Occult Unveiled is produced by F Street Productions and Immis for Magic. Our executive producers are Ashley Ryan, Michael A. Simon, and Scott Kushner. Our show is produced by Deborah Simon. Our audio producer is Bill Schultz. Our talent booker is Perry Turcott. Laura Kaufman is our coordinator. Thank you for listening and for more information on any of the topics you heard today, plus really cool links and ways to learn about Ashley, Pythian, and all of our guests, go to the occultunveiled.com website. The Occult Unveiled, copyright 2023.